On The Bear and the Ball this week, coaching young kids, perhaps one of the most enjoyable things a coach can do, but also a tad frustrating. Today I've got an expert for you who's going to teach you the do's and the don'ts. Stand by, it's The Bear and the Ball. Secret for Coaching Young Children, or Be the Best Coach Your Child Has Ever Had. I am Nick Webster, joined by Bill Songhurst. Bill's resume is unmatched, a man who has coached all over the world, primarily in England, now in Florida, and can boast about two young players that you may have heard of, a certain Glenn Hoddle and David Beckham. Bill, welcome to... The first podcast where we are going to get into the do's and don'ts of coaching young kids. And the first thing we're going to go is the joys of coaching your own child. And I know having got my own little boy, it can be incredibly rewarding, but at the same time, very frustrating because you want your child to do a certain thing and they have a mind of their own because they're six or seven years of age. Now, how do you go about bending their minds to your will, and at the same time, controlling 10 or more young little boys or girls who also want to do their own thing? Well, do you think that, well, I don't have to ask you this question, you know that just being a coach alone, you have the same problems. You know, sometimes you, when you, you have the same problem that, they don't want to do what you want them to do, um, and and uh, the, the parent coach thinks, well, he's he's being like that because I'm his dad, and uh, you know that's what's expected of him. But it, he's going to do that whatever coach he's got. And I think that one of the things that, that as a coach uh, that can be frustrating with when you're working with young children is your expectations. And the last thing you want is a coach with great expectations when the child that, he's, that we're working with has no expectations of himself. So, so it doesn't matter whether you're the father or whether you're the, 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 the club coach. If your expectations are not there or you've got too great an expectation for the children, you're both going to experience the same problem. Well, let's look at this situation right here in terms of discipline. We have young children. They do have a mind of their own. They do want to run around and have fun. But when they're misbehaving, and it only takes, as you know, one or two to disrupt the group, in terms of discipline, what do we do? I had a situation last week where my son threw a ball a million miles an hour right in my face and the kids that were sitting around were looking at me going what's coach going to do well what I had to do was ask my own son to go and sit by the goal for you know five to ten minutes and and think about the the error of his ways but when you have parents watching from the sideline and their children are disrupting the group how do you handle that discipline without one upsetting the parents and two keeping the child on track. Well, 
Did he do it deliberately? Well, I think it was... I, I would never say it was deliberate, it was an accident, but it was a case of the child not thinking about what he was doing because I was talking to another kid and not looking at where the ball was coming from. Did you, and, and have you since discussed it with him? We did, and he apologised and said he was sorry. But then again, uh, the following practice, he tried it on again. <laughs> well, now in London, I can expect that. But um, <laughs> I'll put it to you, what if it had been one of the other children had done it, and he didn't have any malice with it, he did it, and, and then he said, I'm sorry, how would you have handled that? Would you have handled it differently to handling your own son? Well, that's a great question, and, and I think that there, there <coughs> would have been a chance that I, I might have handled it differently, but I think that uh, the punishment of not being shouted at... Yeah, let's remember, I didn't, sh I didn't shout at London. I just asked him to go and sit by a goal and not be involved with the group for you know three to five minutes. And... I could see from his reaction that he knew that what he'd done was wrong, but he knew that he wasn't also in big trouble. And it was, it was almost a minor timeout of sorts. Uh, it's, um, I mean, I, I think it's, it, it, you need to know whether he did it deliberately, right? And like, that's the discussion, you know, they, um, and if he was just being boisterous and it was, you know, he, and he regretted doing it, he didn't mean it, you know, uh, uh, and I think you, you, you got to put it down to, to, uh, you know, his little bit of exuberance. You know, you've, you've, you've been around playing football long enough, you know, that you get two people messing around now, uh, if they're grown men and they strike them and they'll strike the ball and not aim the ball at you. Uh, and it'll hit you in the in the face, right? And you're really annoyed that it's happened. But the guy, I'm sorry, it didn't mean it. You know? So, so I think we've got to be careful when we start talking about discipline. You know, and we start talking about, you know, the punishments. You know, that I'm not a great believer in punishment. I'm a great believer in discipline. But you know, but discipline. You know, always, when you talk about discipline, you always you always think of soldiers being disciplined, right? You know, professional footballers have to be disciplined, but there's got to be times when, you know, when they are allowed that that the bit of leeway. I, I I'll give you an example. It happened to one of my sons in in uh, when he was playing in Florida, um, and he he struck the the uh, he struck the ball, you know, in in the the kick around they were having, and it hit the coach in the testicles right and um, and he went crazy the coach the coach was a friend of mine yeah and uh, he, he sent him home and um, and 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 he, and he laughed right you know he, he as he struck the ball you know and then when he saw it hit him he he laughed and everybody laughed, you know, and uh, he didn't mean to do it, but he, he, and when he told me the story, I laughed, he went, now I know where he gets it from, but, you know, it's, it's happened to all of us, it's, no one's done it deliberately, you know, so, 
I think you have to have that bit of leeway, you know. And, and I think when you're talking about, and we're talking now about people coaching their own children, right? I mean, I'm talking about them going in initially and coaching with a group of people, but coaching their own son, right? Um, he threw, if he threw the ball, you know, you were perhaps looking away and he threw it and he caught you in the face, you know, would you, would you uh, scream and shout at him? Wow. You answer me that. Would you scream and shout? Well, I think that throughout my coaching career, I've learned that patience is the golden rule, whatever age group you're working with, and, and more so with the younger kids. But the, the, the question I'm really asking is, when children, young children, are misbehaving, at what point do you step in and what do you do to try and correct the behaviour so that it doesn't impact the group as a whole? I mean, we are talking about two different things here. You know, talking about two, talking, coaching your children or coaching your group. Right. Now, if somebody... You've got to look at the... It's what it's what you term as the the, the discipline of, 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 of your group, right? And and it's what it's what it's what you set. And unfortunately, it's what what some coaches set higher disciplines or higher morals than than, than others. And. Um, but would yeah, you say is 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 there a is there a golden rule though for young children or do you think do you think you you do it on a case by case basis where whereby you know some kids definitely have behavioural issues yeah um but I mean you, you you can't tailor your your practices and your sessions for one child and uh, at the expense of eleven others. Well, I, see, I, I, I'm, personally, I believe there's no such thing as bad children. Right? I really believe that. You know, there's, there, there's bad parents, but there's never bad children. And um, if you've got somebody, if you've got somebody in a group who is totally disruptive because he's, he's, he has uh, his social skills are that poor that he's, that he's learned from his parents, right? and he's going to disrupt your group, should he be there? In, you, know, you should be speaking to the parents and say, you know, he's doing this and doing that. He's destructing my group. Um, it's it's a difficult one. It is a very difficult one. If it, 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 it's a difficult one for me, Nick, because we're looking we're looking at children, right? And um, my philosophy of, of, of coaching young children is, is, is that, it, well, I don't coach young children. I allow young children to develop under my, my uh, support. Right? And, and when you start talking about, I'm going to do this, we're going to do drills, and we're going to do rigid things, and... and uh, and it's everything's so organised. You're talking about you're not young children. Young children are not walls, are not little adults. Right? They are what they are. Young children. And if you start to dumb down uh, 
things you would do with adults because they're children. Uh, and you think, well, they should accept that. They don't because the mind of a child is nothing like the mind of an adult. So, so we, we should be looking at the children, and especially those most of them that have been at school all day and, and, and been organised, and, and, and they come into a group where they want to have fun, they want, they want to let off a little bit of steam, and they want to run around, and, and we should let them just play. Right? And, and while they're playing, we can then pick on individuals and give them little bits of advice. Uh, and, and, and I think that, uh, me personally, I would do that up to the age of, of uh, 11, 12 years of age. Uh, but we don't. There's too many coaches who are coaching young children and expecting them to do things they're not capable of. And when you start to do, you start to set tests and you start to set drills that everybody should be able to do, what do you do with the child that can't do it? Or the child is slightly less than the others, right? And you will find some children who, who find they can't do it will start to cry and want to go home. You'll find children who can't do it will become quiet and withdrawn. And you'll find children that can't do it will become the joker or will become naughty and disruptive. So, so the way to stop that happening is to make sure that everything you do is attainable of the children. And the only way you can do that is let them develop their intuitions in game situations. So you're a beginning coach. You know very little about the game of soccer. Yeah. What you see whenever you toss out a ball, though, is 12 kids all chasing after it, kicking the ball against each other's shins, and yep. it's just a big, what do they call it, the, the, the beehive. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that? From my point of view, yeah. nothing's wrong with it. However, you're a beginning parent. You know very little about the game of soccer, but you may have seen a game on TV. And yeah. it looks nothing like that. And if you compare other American sports, i.e. football and baseball and to a certain degree basketball, when you see young children playing those sports... It does resemble what you see on TV. Oh, where? Where does it? Where does? Uh, great. Baseball. Well, because Baseball. because football, football football is the beehive anyway. Yeah. Baseball, they're all in set positions, and basketball, the the court is big enough for the children to find space. Right, but they, they, they but they have no perception of space until they're to at least eleven years of age. They have no perception of space, and that's what I'm saying. When you you're talking about young children, you're talking about young children. You're talk, you're saying, well, let's let's dumb it down. Let's give them let's give them adult thoughts as a young child, and it doesn't work. It hasn't worked for a long time. Football or sports that were 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 yeah you know, that uh, were developed years ago 
right? When it's split between the professional sports and the amateur sports, the, the children had their own games. And the children played their own games. But now you've got a situation where everybody wants it to be organised. Right? And and we, we've... You know, I mean, American football... American football, you can't... You can't... You know, there's, there's too few teams, right? Pro teams. There's lots of college teams. But, you know, they, they, and, and it's a game as well that you have to be born to play in lots of the positions, all right? But, uh, uh, but if you look, if you look the, uh, at, the, at the sports, like you just said, baseball, baseball, right, there's, I, I and mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, over the last 20 years has had very, has had less Americans playing in the professional game, all right? Uh, Native, not Native, you know, but Americans. Yeah, there's been Cubans. Right. There's been South Americans. Yeah, they've come from the areas where there is still poor people. Right? The number one country to supply football, best footballers in the world, is Brazil, because they come from the poor areas. They're working class people, or less than working class people, some of them. Right. There's very few people who actually uh, were, you know, apart from one who was a doctor, they've all come up from the poor areas. Um, you look at soccer in England, it wasn't until the uh, late 70s that anybody actually played professional football who had a degree. They come from the streets. It's a street sport. And, and, and when people, when kids played in the streets years ago, they didn't. There was no parental guidance. There was no parental supervision. The kids just played on waste fields, waste areas, or in the streets themselves. And 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 uh, and, and and coaching was was an adult concept. You didn't coach children. I've worked with. International African players. Uh, only two years ago, I worked with two young guys from Sierra Leone. I've played and trained with the national team since they were 16. And all they do every day is play. Right? And when, when I worked with them and tried, these were now adults, and tried to get them to do things that we would do in the professional game, they, 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 they could learn it. Well, they didn't know it, but their technical ability, their skills with the ball was second to none, which was a great pleasure as a coach to be able to work with them because when you ask them to do something, they actually did it and not having to worry about how am I going to control this ball because that becomes that second nature to them. So that and so they could concentrate on everything you were asking them to do because they knew when they could get there, they had no problem in controlling the ball. When you work with lesser players, or when you when I've worked with English players who have played professionally, their skill is below par. So when you're trying to teach them to do something, they're they're, they're having to keep 
keep correcting their their their, their movements with relation to the ball because they don't have the technical skill to be able to have a great first touch without you know not much vision of the ball. So and these people just play. That's all they do. The head coach just gives them a ball and they play games every single day. And what they do as well, which I think is so, so helpful, is they help each other. What, you, what we do when we start talking about playing teams early on right, and, and, and cutting people and, 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 saying, or, and, and saying to someone, well, you're a really good player, you should be doing this, and play people saying, well, my son should play up because he's a better player. Right? And what we're doing then is we're, we're, we're isolating the players. Right? You, 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 you know, the kids don't help each other. You know, one of the great things that I think I said to you when, when I was in California, you know, you look at the skaters. The skaters, they're doing tricks and they're showing other people how to do them. In football, you say to, some, you say to a kid, you know, or one says, oh, I can do that. Right? I can do that better than you. And they've never even tried it. And when they can't do it, they don't keep trying to do it to get, to get as good as the other boy. They walk away and leave it. So we've got to put, we've got to go with a different attitude of, 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 of our kids. And I think one of the great things of getting parents to work with their children, and the parents have, have one great thing that you need is, is they have the love of their child. Right? And I think that, and they have a relationship with their child. And I think that when you, when you work with children, you've got to have that. You know, you've got to, you. You should treat all those children that you work with the same way as you would treat your own children. So, if if you're a parent and your children <clears throat> want to develop moves and you don't know how to do that, do you just encourage them to do their own thing? To do their own thing, they would. <laughs> they will. Sh you cannot teach someone. How to do a trick, right? You can you you can show them, right? And you to, to the best of your ability, this is how you do it. You can walk through it, and everybody, if you if you can read a book and see how to do these things, you can walk through it. But they've got to learn how to do it themselves. Yeah, you know, one. I mean, I was. Uh, you know, one of the questions I always ask the young people I work with. Who do you think David? Who made David Beckham into the player that David Beckham is today? And you know, people, the kids say, "Oh, it's his, it was his dad, it was his coach, it was his high school coach, it was it was you know the first coach he ever had, it was Alex Ferguson." And it wasn't. It was David Beckham. David Beckham used to even as a, a grown man would come back in the afternoon and keep working and working and working. Uh, and so, you know, he, but he wanted to be the best, and he ended up the best. He ended up a very rich man. But if if the if the child doesn't want it, right, if the person doesn't want it, then you you cannot put it into them. Well, let's quickly go back to this topic of you know the 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 unconditional love of the child to the father or to the mother in terms of <coughs> coaching. How does how does that benefit? Well, 
because I, you, you've got, you know, you have to, you have to have patience, right? And 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 as, and as well, it's got to be. Does the child want to to do what he's doing, right? We want our children to be able to run around. Right? We want our children to be able to to uh, you know to get fit. We want them to 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 develop coordination. Right? We want, and they're very well. They're, 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 you know, you see children; they learn things. No, you nobody has ever taught a child how to walk. Nobody. Right? A child naturally walks. Right? A child will naturally kick a ball. I mean, how many times have you seen someone as a, as a little two-year-old and, you know, the ball's on the floor and he will kick it. They'll go, oh, look at him kick the ball. He can kick the ball. Right? It isn't until they reach uh, 11, 12 that you can actually teach them the technique of the best way to do it. Right? How to get the best out of kicking the ball. You know, they're, they're going, the people are going to toe poke it in. They're going to, but they, but what you will find is you will find when you work with 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 like if you put in a rec program and you allow the kids just to play, you will see the kids who are balanced, right? Then they have that 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 their that intuition to be balanced. Uh, they have good body movement, and they will they they won't kick the ball naturally well, but they'll kick the ball. And they will they will learn teach themselves how to do it properly. And if you can find them and you can give them that little bit of advice to help them along the line, uh, and they take it and they take it, which is the other thing they may not always want to take it. They take it, then they will improve. But they're not all going to be. They're not all going to end up in the MLS. They're not all going to end up at college. There's going to be some that just play for the enjoyment. And one of the problems, I think, in America is you, you make this differential between rec football and travel football, right? And you say, oh, well, the best kids go in there. But it isn't. It's the richest kids go in there. Right? And, and, and it's, it's, it, it, it's almost like entertainment for the parents. Entertainment for the parents, what an interesting concept that is. Bill Songhurst, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can reach Cal South at Cal South Soccer on Twitter, at Cal South Soccer on Instagram. You can reach me at Nick Webster on Twitter. And as always, you can find us on Facebook. The next couple of weeks, we'll be on the road at the United Soccer Convention. And I hope to bring you some fantastic guests and more insights from this beautiful game. Until then, we'll see you around.